Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on today's episode I just dropped earlier today, tell you what, you got to get a chance to check it out. We cover the Venice Film Festivals, what could be getting the Oscars hype coming up here later this year. Also as well, we cover the Equalizers, big win, and the biggest game release possibly of this year in Starfield. So that's what we cover this week right here. Plus, CM Punk gets fired. Ooh, what went down at AEW this past week. So we go ahead and talk about the world of pop culture like no one else in the pop culture cosmos. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Joe Soro, you know him well. And Chris Ardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, they stopped by the Inside Sports Fantasy Football to give you last-minute draft tips you need to hear. So go ahead and check it out today at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, this week, for week one, kickoff week in the NFL, I'm getting a Canadian, plus Joe Soro, on the show as Magic Man Sean Grice and Joe Soro will be stopping by inside sports fantasy football. And in fact, I'm going to do the Lakers fast break fans a favor. I'm going to simulcast it on the pop culture cosmos and the Lakers fast break when we do. So go ahead and check it out this week at inside sports fantasy football. Plus also as well, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out the dark glasses one Laker, Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Oh my gosh. I don't know what was going on. Maybe he was having some sort of like, you know, just sunny day or lighting issues or whatnot. But he had the dark glasses on for Lakerholic Spotlight. Go ahead and check that out. But also check out his latest articles today at Lakerholics.com plus Jamie Sweet and his Five Things articles. Go ahead and see what they're arguing or discussing at Lakerholics.com. Gerald, how are you dealing with the floods? Well, uh, I guess not very well. I live near a golf course here in Las Vegas, and I will say that the golf course is in disarray because the bunkers are in the fairways. 
The landscaping is out all over the roads. Uh, the water levels have subsided, but we are—we look like a, basically a, a rock quarry on this side of town. So yes, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing that getting cleaned up because right now it is really rocky and bumpy out there. But hey, we got through it. Uh, I know there was a minimal loss of life, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that for the most part, everybody was safe and got through it with a minimal amount of damage indeed. But uh, looking forward to seeing it get dried up a little bit. But the rain we did need here in Las Vegas, so I can't complain about that. But also, Simblades. Simblades.com. Go ahead and check out Joe Soro's awesome business. If you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, it's Simblades. Simblades.com. And if you want to hear Joe every day of the week outside of this show, you know it's Lakers Ball. LakersBall.com. Also, as well, our good friend Empire Jeff. He had a great show the other day, Empire Jeff TV. You go, he's got stuff going on every single day of the week almost. So go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Empire Jeff TV. And please subscribe. Subscribe like you will John McCallion's channel because John McCallion has some great stuff as well. So go ahead and subscribe to Empire Jeff TV, John McCallion channel. And of course, we are still, still, still almost at a thousand subscribers so go ahead and check it out today by subscribing and hitting the little joe next to the big joe to get the latest notifications of when we go live right here at the lakers fast break podcast plus like liking is good sharing is good subscribing is even better and if you could do all that plus support us on our social media it is sincerely appreciated and just as a show note for this week at least so far Outside of the live simulcast of Inside Sports Fantasy Football, on Tuesday, I have a great guest, Justin Quinn, who unfortunately will be talking about a terrible team that we do not like. But since I'm doing previews of all NBA teams, we have to have on someone who's been very gracious enough to come on over and talk the Boston Celtics. So we'll be talking the Boston Celtics tomorrow at 5 on Wednesday. At five, it's Candy Ebling. She's going to be talking to Milwaukee Bucks. And on Thursday, I've got Dustin Dopriak. Uh, that I got him for the Indiana Pacers. We're almost finished with the Eastern Conference, and we take care of three teams at least this week. Still looking for a Miami Heat person, but we're determined. We've got the word out there, and we're going to bring it to you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. But thanks so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. Hope you've had a great Labor Day weekend. It is, of course, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. LeBron James, with a month out from training camp, I thought we'd go ahead and touch on this issue because LeBron James is coming into his 21st season. And we've touched on it a little bit here and there, but we really wanted to get into knee-deep into it when it comes to what the Lakers should be doing in order to take care of LeBron in his 21st season. How much do they rely on him? How much should they rely on him? And what do the Lakers need to do in order to go ahead and make sure that they have a healthy LeBron and a, I don't say fresh, but a fresher LeBron James than what we saw in the playoffs last season. And here today to talk about LeBron plus Jeannie Mary got Jeannie got hitched, got married. That's right, Jeannie Bus got hitched. So we'll talk about that. Not no Jay Jay Moore deep dives today. No Jay Moore deep dives today, but we will talk about her getting hitched and also as well, of course, winning time episode five. 
Good man indeed. He's the madman from Canada. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and give us a talk to today on LeBron Genie Bus and winning time. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, we were complaining about Air Canada and their rudeness, which I was very surprised to take it aback by. But I'm glad to have you here on the show. When it comes to LeBron James, 21st season he's coming into, you have to have a different mindset. He, if I was giving the advice to him, should have a little bit of a different mindset. He cannot continue to be the LeBron James that he was in order to go ahead and still be a LeBron James that we need coming up later this season. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it ma- it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, he's um he's going to be 39 December and honestly with the the amount of uh, minutes he's played in the playoffs, it's next, you know, he's basically a 43-44 year old basketball player in a 39-year-old man's body. Um so yeah, there's definitely going to be I think you know, it's been noticeable the uh the athletic decline a little bit but now we're gonna see uh just basically what it's like getting old as as a basketball player like front and center so well, it go ahead go ahead yeah I was, um, I was just gonna say because he's aged better than anyone ever in the history of the nba oh no question about it no question about it. that's inarguable drill yep so uh, that's been able to stave off father time so to speak uh, as opposed to uh, everybody else that's come before him, but he's he, like if he, it's really up to LeBron. If we've said it before, we'll say it again. If he really wants to play till he's like forty three, forty four, I, I believe he can. But like you said, Drill, as he's aged and is now aging, um, there's got have to be marked differences on the way he plays. It's not just on both ends it's the way he approaches transition opportunities the way he approaches whether or not he wants to uh absorb contact into the lane uh just little things that that uh, a 39 year old has to think of that a 29 year old wouldn't so you're right it's just it's just a different ball game with him at this point in his career this is What's this it? is the sundown this isn't yeah. this isn't the the um, sun coming up on the prime. This is a sundown of his prime. I believe that's correct. And and we are going to see again another season where it's going to be where LeBron will have his ins and his outs, where LeBron will feel some games or some moments during the game where he'll feel frisky and feel like he's 25 again and be able to go and run it up and down the court and slam dunk and get to the line and be able to go ahead and dazzle us like, you know, few others have ever you know done so in the game. And then there are going to be times that we saw starting, I think, a couple seasons ago, actually. But yet last year was also as well where you have those off LeBron James games where he's just tired. He's just fatigued. He doesn't have the lift. He doesn't have the support that he needs when he goes in the air. He just You just see that he just doesn't have the energy that he can get. Maybe you'll see it if he plays back-to-back or – Maybe it's like the second game in three nights. You'll probably see some of that more and more often. But it's up to the coaching staff to provide a a good plan on how to utilize him correctly. And here today to talk about that 
It's something he's stressed already. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out at LakersBall.com. It's Ox1947 and support his company if you're in SoCal area. That's Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, good to have you here. Uh, we need some dark glasses for all of us, I think, coming up here in the not-too-distant future to honor Laker Tom. But outside of that, my friend, uh, I know that's been a difficult weekend for Dodgers fans in more ways than one, but I wanted you to go ahead and really elaborate more, something you've touched on in, re- in episodes, but we really haven't focused on it 100% on how the coaching staff really needs to sit down LeBron and let him know and inform him and they've got to work out a plan to really come together on a plan how to take care of LeBron this season. Yeah, I felt like your Tom was blind during the show. I, I thought he did he have cataract surgery? I missed that. I don't I just, know, but I, I thought wondering. he was blind. He looked like he was blind. It was actually pretty hilarious. But uh as far as LeBron, the LeBron show is I know he wants to play till he's 43 and 44, but I've done some I've done some thought on that. I initially thought he could do that, um, and he still could, but he can't be 29 a game, LeBron, at 43-44. The difference between playing in the NFL and playing in the NBA is quarterbacks in the NFL are protected like fine china. Uh, If you just look at it or have anything loud that would break it, you you get penalized. Uh, there's no such thing in uh, there's no such thing in, in basketball like that. Uh, LeBron's gonna get elbows, he's gonna get hips and legs and knees and blocks and all that stuff. You know, on every other play, goes to the basket, he's gonna get hit, even though it's kind of light these days. But it's still you know abuse. And if you didn't believe, if you don't believe that, you, you can see the deterioration last year and 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 how. Uh, how LeBron finished uh, the season. Uh, he finished, especially in that game four, where the Lakers were up 15. As soon as he stopped getting to the basket in the second half, everything went to crap. There are ways to enhance things. Start talking about extends, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. No, not the stuff that you used to see when you'd go to 7-Eleven, <laughs> sitting there next to the to the juicy fruit. No, not that stuff. Uh, no one I'm can just getting my drink. drink and I'm getting out of there. I'm just getting <laughs> yeah, my drink. I'm yeah, like, goodbye. Yeah. Extends. extends. Uh, I just want uh, where my I come from, That's all I care about. Where I come from, uh, uh, a tall blonde with, with nice legs is usually enough to extend. Uh, I didn't know you needed a pill for that. But LeBron... I'm sure knows this if he doesn't have something that he can enhance or extend in terms of his career. uh, He understands that he's going to have to be managed like he's never been managed before because we need him to be extended in the playoffs. That's where we need him. This team is constructed to do that. This team still needs to execute it. Darvin Ham needs to get the right set up here right and then if a couple of guys fall off it's going to be rob's job to make sure that he can find a way to replace that with someone who can or somebody who can or people who can um and that's really where the 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 lakers are they've been set up to help 
AD and LeBron. AD can help drastically by being a MVP candidate throughout the entire season, not just three weeks in December. He needs to, for the first time in his career, be an MVP candidate for an 82-game season. I have, I'm sure he had one in 17 and 18 to some degree, but I never saw it. Maybe it's because he was in New Orleans. Again, at the end of the day, you still had Russell Westbrook win an MVP in Oklahoma City, and so did uh, Kevin Durant. So don't tell me the small market thing has an effect there. Those guys both won MVPs in those city in that in that city in that in Oklahoma City, and if that happens, LeBron's season is eased regular season. If Austin Reeves continues to improve, you help LeBron. If DeAndre Russell plays three out of the four games during the week the way he should, that'll help LeBron. And if you do that, then you have a guy that can probably play four quarters of the playoffs when you need him and you can win those games. That's something we've been talking about all summer. This is not something new. And we're going to find out here not too long. I think within the first two weeks, we're going to find out exactly if that's what the Lakers are going to be doing. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, So you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro along with Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. It's truly appreciated. Please, if you can, subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. If you're on Facebook, please like that. Twitch, Kick, Instagram, wherever you're watching us, Twitter even, go ahead and make sure you're following us to go ahead and get the latest notifications and when the latest Lakers fast break arrives to you. So, Sean, I bring it back to you. I am, if I'm in the room with LeBron, if I'm in the room with LeBron and I'm talking to him, I'm saying, LeBron, I understand that, you know, you want to play 34, 35 minutes a game but you realistically, we have to look at this long-term. I understand we were in a place of need last year, late in the season, just to even get in to the plan and then the playoff mix. But we have to figure out a better way to keep you healthy. We don't even know 100%, Sean, how healthy his foot is. You know, he's been very vague so far. I'm assuming he's going to continue to be vague you know, all the way up to training camp and even through training camp. You know, he's going to say magically his foot is fine, but we don't know if that's the case. We're not in the office of LeBron James of feet or whatever the doctor's name that he's dealing with. You know, it just, it seems like if I was to sit him down and ask him, LeBron, we just got to think these things through. Joe's right. Less than 30 for you. 
You've got to plan a course of action. You already, I understand that you want to get 40,000 points and all that stuff. But realistically, this is about you and the Lakers winning another championship. Have that goal. I understand there's going to be a couple games here and there where we're going to go ahead and you're going to feel just you get you have to do 37, 38 minutes. But for the most part, we got to keep you under 30. It's imperative that we keep you as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. Yeah, 100%, Gerald, uh, because uh, Joe hit the nail on that. It's not the... It's not the uh, it's not the eighty two game marathon that matters. It's the two and a half months after that. That's kind of a sprint uh, to the finals. That's when he's required and necessary to be at his optimal uh, level, uh, wherever he is. And at that point, that's what's required. So, yeah, under thirty would be great. Under thirty would be great. Um, that, um, see, he probably knows this in the back of his mind. Um, it's just is he prepared to um, kind of make that? It's a sacrifice, Gerald. That's what it is. It's a sacrifice. He's sacrificing uh, a lot of his usage rate. He's sacrificing a lot of his time. He's sacrificing the ball. So, um, but it's necessary for the end goal. Um, as far as the foot is concerned, yeah, we don't know where that is right now. And quite frankly, as long as the Lakers medical staff have said he's cleared to play, doesn't really need to talk about it, make it asked, but uh, he's... LeBron is savvy enough with the media to understand what to say, what not to say, especially when it comes to um, his injury history. He's very but buttoned up, tight-lipped, um, usually clutches as well. So, But I would also say this, Gerald. If his foot was healthy, do you still think he would have deferred to Austin Reeves? Maybe not as much, but do you think he would have deferred to Austin Reeves? I think it's a confidence building thing. How much confidence he had at that point in time. He has more confidence going into the season. He has way more confidence in Austin Reeves now, just by the sheer body of his work since the calendar year started than what you saw, you know, during the playoffs in March and April, he still wanted to be LeBron and wanted to go ahead and make sure. LeBron. But he needed to, he needed to defer out of necessity. Yeah. The, he, and, did, he did. And he, and out for the most part, Austin came through, right? You'll see more of that this upcoming season, but it's also to replace LeBron and not saying replace LeBron, but to get LeBron to where he's comfortable playing a lesser role. You're going to need Austin and someone else to step up because remember LeBron is one of the all-time greats, no matter if you're a LeBron hater or you're a LeBron super fan, he is one of the all-time greatest players to ever play the game. And, and when you have that and you're relying on that, you need someone more than just Austin Reeves stepping it up a little bit more. You need AD to step it up a little bit more. You need maybe even someone else to step up a little more to take the place of what LeBron would normally get you in a normal year or what he has given you since he joined up with the Lakers. That's yeah. just that simple. Yeah, absolutely. And and because uh, Coach Ham now 
is um, his predilection and uh, preferences are that three guard lineup. It's incumbent upon at least two of those three guards at all times to be able to put it on the deck and drive, Gerald, especially if LeBron is out on the floor. He can't be the only one in attack mode. We know Austin is in attack mode. But somebody else, uh, some other guard, has to take the, the lead there as well, grab the reins, and attack. Now, is that going to be uh, Max Christie, or is that going to be Gabe Vincent? Hopefully it'll be a, a nice combination of both. Uh, but I, I think it's a requirement of both those players to be able to do that uh, if you're out on the floor with the LeBron. Uh, because you, from now, for now, you're just not asked – to be uh, a 3D shooter with LeBron. You have to be able to actually uh, have a couple different skill sets, especially if you do possess uh, the ball in your hands, to be able to efficiently, and at least uh, just on, on a based point, to manufacture some kind of offense. Thank you, GSA. Truly appreciate you joining us on Twitch and subscribing. Truly appreciate it. Joe, when it comes to what you're seeing with LeBron, Obviously, you know, it's something that we have to go ahead and still yet to see how he is in training camp. But I am really, really uh, concerned that the Lakers will try to push him again beyond what he needs to do, especially early in the season, my friend. If you and I have talked, you and I talked about this last season, early in the season, where we thought they were giving LeBron too many minutes to start off with. Eventually, it did come to a head later on in the playoffs you know, because you just saw him run out of gas. But with LeBron, I'm very concerned that either he's going to say and have his way or the team is just going to say, we need you, LeBron, more minutes than what he should be getting at this point in time in his career. His, his playing time was dictated by desperation. The team was losing uh, at a pretty high rate. There was no choice. They had to play him. Where I'm encouraged that they will figure out a better plan uh, is if you watch the playoffs, this was the first time in the LeBron Laker era where you saw the reserves handle leads without LeBron on court, on the court. Matter of fact, there are a few times where they extended the leads. This team that they acquired at the deadline worked. It worked so much that we lost focus on who we were before the deadline. I mean, just imagine a team being a 2-10 and 10 team, the first 12 games of the year. That's a lot of games. And then on top of that, you are a seventh seed that was running through the West, kind of making people feel like they could go all the way. That doesn't happen. And they, they made it to the, to the Western Conference Finals. They ran into a team that had the perfect season. And that's the only thing that really stopped them. I believe if they had had this team at the beginning of the year, we might have had a better chance at beating Denver. So now you have that chance. And I believe Darvin Ham won't be clueless in overusing LeBron and have this team ready to pull their weight because they have the talent to do so. The only thing that will derail that is the lights, is Gabe Vincent, is Jackson Hayes, and the newcomers is uh, the new contract for Austin Reeves, the new contract for Rui Hachimura. Is this now the pressure even more going to be a nuisance for them? 
Is it going to keep them down? Is it not going to keep them focused? Are they going to be crying about how they have a terrible life because the pressure's too big, right? Okay. If if that happens, then we're going to be forced to play LeBron and AD extended minutes, and we're going to probably run them out of gas by the end of the year again, or at least LeBron. That's what I'm very fearful of, is that nobody will listen to a voice and reason Sean, Joe, there, there will not be someone who's standing up in the middle of the room saying, you know what, I think we need to think about this. I think that we need to just stand up. There needs to be an adult in the room that says, you know what, hey, you know, even if LeBron says he wants to go 32, 35 minutes a game, Joe, that's that shouldn't be the case. You need to go ahead and say, you know what, you need to cut back, LeBron. You're 38. So, you know, this conversation may take place when he's 39 here in a few months. You need to go ahead and be able to slow down under 30, 28, 29, and you can still be just as effective and have the team still win just about as many games. This is not this is not the 80s and 90s and 2000s. Uh, I, I, there is no such thing as a player wanting to play more right now. These guys would play two minutes a game if they had a choice because – most of them are pansies. They just want to make their money and play the game, and that's just what it is. So use that. To I kind of disagree. I kind of disagree with you. Comes to when it comes to LeBron, I think he still is. Comp- LeBron is different to some to some extent, and I'm not going to use him as an example uh, because he's already had his career. He has to rest. It has nothing to do with anything. This is about he has to rest. This is like Heinz Ward or Tom Brady not practicing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You can't risk those guys valuable contribution to Sunday's game because they want to play. No, no. Uh, LeBron cannot play more than 29 minutes during the regular season. There is no discussion with this. If he does, you're in trouble. You can play him above 29 here and there, maybe against the Celtics on Christmas, something like that to win the game. Yeah, I get it. But you cannot you cannot overuse LeBron. LeBron is a year older than last year, and we saw for the first time, at least I did, without barring injury, where he ran out of gas at the end. It's time. It's going to happen. So you got to save him. Take the book, take the 2014 book from the San Antonio Spurs and implement that same philosophy there. Team basketball, everyone pulls their weight. The superstars do their thing in terms of getting – their guys, what they need, when they need, and how they need. Best coaching job I've seen in this century is the 2014 Greg Popovich Spurs. They beat a dynasty. They didn't just beat them. They curb-stopped them. LeBron in his prime prime. With Boris Diaw as your... uh... (laughs) Boris Diaw. I can run faster... Then Boris Dio backwards. Okay? <laughs> so you, the, I, Darvin Ham would have to turn into Paul Westhead in 1982 for this to, to go south. His ego, and coaches have been known to do that. Coaches have bigger egos sometimes than players. And the reason why they do have those egos is because they're in charge, right? So when the ego's fighting the ego, especially if they're former players, it's even worse. So if Darvin Ham comes out the gate 10 and 10, you're going to start seeing a lot, and, and LeBron's playing 35 minutes, 
you are going to see a lot of people looking for his head. Yeah. Including myself. And us, right here. Yes. Sean and I we will not be far behind you on that. Yes, because that means that means you are not listening. You are not paying attention. Your ego is getting in the way. Now, if LeBron is playing 27, 28, 29 minutes, and we're seeing Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, the guy's not pulling their weight, that's different. Now you can sit there and go, man, these guys are really not pulling their weight. And if AD is hurt after week one and can't play for a couple weeks, he's going to get blamed. So you have to pay attention to what what that is too. Can't just be one side because it's convenient. We, the Lakers, need to go into this season understanding that they have a championship waiting for them in June. If they play well together and they pull their weight and – the only thing they got to pray for is that LeBron doesn't get hurt. I'm not, I mean, AD will get hurt, let's say, but at least he's there in the end, unless he's completely gone, yeah, like in 2021. Average, the numbers, unfortunately, over the past five seasons, Joe, have dictated and, and probably will suggest that LeBron and or AD will get injured at some point in time during this season. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm just saying the averages and the sheer number of games, yeah, what well, they go ahead, Sean. Yeah. I just, yeah, it, no, you're what right. the numbers dictate right there. I'm not you're, counting on it, but it's, if you're looking at it from an analytical basis, it's probably going to be that way. And thank you Intel for being our first super chat commenter. Truly appreciate it. And if you want to go ahead, I guess it's set up YouTube. It did not inform me if it fully and if it was, but it is set up for Super Chat, and uh, thank you so much, Intel, for being our first. But go ahead, Sean. Analytically, and, like, probabilities are correct there, man. The issue is I'm hoping they only get hurt this year rather than injured. If if one of them gets injured, it's going to affect us. It's just that that's the way it's going to happen. If both of them get injured, we're, it's likely a repeat of 21 where we're probably in a playoff position and we're out of one in about uh, seven or eight weeks, Gerald. It would be a slow burn. Yeah. Um, I don't I, – I have a feeling that uh, somehow luck's going to be on our side this year. I don't see either one of them getting injured. I, I think, um, you know, we're going to have to deal with them being hurt. That's that's a given, Gerald. You're right. I mean, uh, it's it's basically a given. Expect LeBron and AD to miss anywhere from from about 15 to to upwards to 20, 25 games. I, I'm telling you right now, if, we, if they get if we get 65 games from both of them, I think we should all be doing backflips. If that's the case, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, once again, it is. The Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us and watching and listening. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We had our first Super Chat comment from Intel Wild. We are so grateful. We had our first audio member, the guy that has subscribed to us first, is Darren. So in the past few days, we are getting a lot of firsts, and we truly appreciate you joining us and being a part of that. If you want to go ahead and subscribe today on audio, go ahead and do so off of Spotify or you want to go ahead and support us any way you can, please do so right here at Lakers Fast Break on YouTube or Twitch. We just got two new Twitch subscribers as well. 
three if you include, I believe, Intel, I think, as far as notifications. So thank you so much for being part of the Lakers Fast Break. But Joe, LeBron, uh, before we continue on what's going on with Jeannie's wedding and, and winning time and all that, I'm serious, my friend. You, the question will remain all year, how much LeBron is too much for this season? More than 29 minutes a game. I agree. There's, there, there's, that's it. He needs to play less than 30 minutes a game. And it doesn't matter uh, what game it is, except for maybe a handful of games during the year. And I believe they, they have a chance of doing that. I really do. I believe they have enough depth. They, we know there's going to be a couple that don't come through. And we know that there's going to be a couple that come through. They've stacked this team well enough to, to say, you know what, we're going to see who comes out of the mud. We're going to see. We're going to get a chance to see it. And I, I, we, we saw a lot of the, a lot of the guys that mattered at the end of the season last year came through. So now they're going to have a training camp, and they're going to have a couple more reinforcements: Prince, Vincent, some new guys that come in. We're going to see if Reddish can finally get his mental block unblocked. And maybe Jackson Hayes might surprise us and be a really, really good bench big guy. You know, that's that's and maybe Jared Vanderbilt finds a way to hit the corner three consistently. These are all going to play a factor in allowing the team to be, let's say, even diverse, diverse to the point where LeBron isn't so important during regular season play, and AD doesn't have to kill himself guarding three people at the same time. That's another thing we need to focus on, too. I'd like to have AD focus on his guy only. If AD is focused on his guy most of the time, then he's probably going to be able to play better defense and likely not get hurt, plus have a clear path to the Defensive Player of the Year award. That happened in 2020 when he had JaVel McGee at center, he had Dwight Howard at center behind that, and he had a good front line of Green and and uh, Caruso, and LeBron was playing good defense at that time, so... It's going to matter, guys. It's going to matter to make sure that this depth comes in handy this time. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm banking on. If, if, if three or four guys don't come through, then we're going to have a problem. And Rob's going to have to figure out a way to throw trash out again to get quality, which is going to be very difficult until the deadline when someone's desperate to leave and demands to go to L.A., which I don't really see anybody at this point anymore demanding to go anywhere and be an easy process. It's over. Like th- those days are gone. These these guys who are these guys like Harden and I'm not gonna jump on Lillard too hard because he, he was loyal and I'll give him credit for that. But he made a giant mistake signing that extension if he thought he wasn't gonna stay in Portland because now he's pretty much traded himself out. Anyone who trades for Lillard, anyone who trades for Lillard is likely going to be a team that has to have massive amounts of draft picks. And that doesn't mean that means Miami's not in that game. He wants to go to Miami. That ain't happen. It's just not happening. It won't make sense. I wouldn't make that trade if I was Portland. I'm like, you guys don't have anything to give me. Bam out of bio, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. What am I gonna do with those guys? Those guys will get bored in Portland and not play as well, anyways. So I might as well call those people up in Toronto and tell Dame, hey, you want to go somewhere? We can go get Siakam, at least get some kind of value and then they'll throw us about four first round picks then it makes it worth it 
But then what's Dame Lillard going to do in Toronto? See what I'm saying? You're going to trade with Philly? Yeah, that'd be a good one too. I said that before. But does Portland want a quitter like James Harden? I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch Harden for free. I'm not joking. Even as a Laker. Like if you said, oh, veteran minimum? No. I don't want him. Bad, just a bad. Some guys are just bad. He's not as bad as Ben Simmons. At least James comes in place. But he's still bad. He's got this losing kind of bad that's always around teams. Especially when they're supposed to win. So, yeah. Um, No. No. Lakers have to do – they have to do it with this team right now. And they got to make sure they preserve – uh, LeBron and Darvin Ham has a huge play in that. I am very curious to see how he sets up his rotations and gets this thing going. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Rice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Wanted to go ahead and give you a couple of the comments from our super chatters that are out there. Darren said, great job, guys. You three are very appreciated. Thanks for not sugarcoating the discussions. And then Intel Wild. Also came up with a great super chat as well. Fast break, baby. Best Lakers channel around. Ah, great comments indeed. And truly, as our first super chatters, thanks so much again for doing so. We truly, truly appreciate all the comments in the chat and truly cannot thank everyone enough for watching and listening. But, Sean, we now turn our attention to something that we've been wanting to talk about now for a little while, and that is a Jay Moore deep dive. No, no, I'm going to be nice this weekend because... He did get married this weekend to Jeannie Buss. Uh, he did not have track pants. That seemed like it was on the Malibu beach in front of about, I think, 20 people, I think, was just a very small affair. No track pants, which is a good thing. He didn't look like a member, an outcast of the Sopranos. So I ask you, my friend, uh, you know, now that he's finally, uh, you know, said the I do's with Jeannie and Jeannie is now once again married, what do you think Phil Jackson is thinking about in the ranch? Uh, in Montana. I was wondering that myself, Joe. Yeah, he didn't look like uh, Jimmy from The Sopranos. He uh, he actually looked pretty good in that tux, Gerald. He had yeah, lost dyed the, his hair. Yeah, he dyed color, his yeah. hair, yeah. Almost he looked lo- like the old Jay Moore of old. Looks almost, like he lost a little yeah. weight. Um, yeah, he did. He did. He looks like he lost about 20 pounds. That's mm-hmm. great. It's a beautiful wedding photo that uh, him and Jeannie have now for the rest of their lives. Congratulations. Uh, hope they're both very happy. That, that's how I would do it personally. About 20 family and friends on a beach. Um, just nice, quiet ceremony. Um, did I didn't see, did they have, um, I don't think they had an after party, did they, Gerald? Well, I'm sure they did, but I don't think they the public was allowed to go ahead or they took any pictures from it. I just saw the actual just him holding her up on the beach after the yeah that's what i saw too yeah Yeah. so so the question i have for joe then is now that he is mr genie bus do you think he'll weigh in with some more thoughts or possible (laughs) control of the los angeles lakers i'm just asking for a friend come on you know the temptation will be there he sits and watches the game next to her on the sidelines. I mean, she's listened to, to the Rambi, the Rambuses before. Come on, Joe. I think it's a fallacy that she's listened to anyone really in that 
magnitude. I think that's a support system. Jay will be a support system. As far as who makes the decision, it's likely going to be Rob Palenka at the behest of Jeannie Buss. I don't really care about these guys' personal life. I don't really care to hear it or so want you don't, to. So you, you don't think he'll weigh any influence on the Los Angeles Lakers? I'm, I'm not going to play the soap opera, guys. Okay. No, he doesn't. He won't. He, no one has. A Good point, Bloodhound. I mean, she's always asked to Phil Jackson's advice over the years, even after they broke Okay. Up. Let's see the difference here. I'm just saying. You're talking about Phil, Mother and Jackson. I wanted okay. to get mad. So this goes back. I'm glad you brought it up now, actually. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to teach you guys what context means. Okay. Here we go. You're sitting here talking about Jay Moore, Kurt Rambis, his wife. I don't know what her name is. I forgot her name. Linda. Uh, who else? The, the volleyball player she was married to, bartender brother, Johnny Buss. What did, what did he do in his life? I don't know what was he did. It, was he the, the team tennis one? I, Whatever. I, okay. Yeah. When, 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 if you come to me and you ask me a question, well, what's Jay Moore going to say about the Laker operation? I'm going to pop in the movie Mafia, and I'm gonna, that's my answer. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Totally panned. People were walking out of the theater. I remember they were talking about it, but I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Why? Because I love gangster movies, and it was a spoof on gangster movies. It worked for me. Jay Moore, great on the radio. Kind of sounded a little too much like Jim Rome, but after a while, he starts sounding Was like he himself. really great? I kind of disagree. He did fine. There. He did fine. He fine. Did a, lot better than, fine. a lot better than the slops they have now. Yeah. So yeah. now, if you're going to ask Phil Jackson about basketball, not being a general manager, not being a player personnel guy, I'm talking about basketball. He did you know? draft Porzingis. Basketball. 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 I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen to Phil Jackson and shut the hell up. Right? Okay. Am I wrong on that one? Phil Jackson? Well, that's, well I'm trying to implement greatest, a triangle in 2020. Arguably the greatest North American coach in history. Coached two of the greatest players ever. Two players that didn't win championships without I'm going to listen to Phil Jackson when it comes to game of basketball. And I'm not only going to not say anything, I'm going to sit there and probably listen and, and go, yeah. You know what you're talking about, Phil. And that's the extent of my discussion about Je- Jeannie Buss and her decision-making. Uh, as far as operational, uh, she's delivered a championship. So that you can, you can, you can say that's, something that's not very normal, right? Most, most of these owners don't win championships. No, no, she's she's nice. You know, like everybody respects her and... She is, she is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I've been hard on Jeannie because I'm, I'm a jerk like that. But I have said that yeah. I'm, you know, I'm... Uh, sometimes... When you don't do what you're supposed to do, sometimes you know words come out. But in the end, she's she's done a she's done a fine job. She's doing her best. They made a mistake that I think we harped on enough, and they rectified that, and it's come together pretty well. And now it's time to support them because they have done real well. And Alan, I'm coming uh, in a month, and I'm going to put my foot in your ass 
and mouth at the same time. Sorry, I digress. Um, and and I think if they continue to just don't worry about it. It's all done. inside. Okay, inside if, baseball. If well, because he thinks I won't, but this time I will. The the important thing here is paying attention to the details this time. And we're going to talk a lot about it during the season. I mean, a lot. I'm going to be keen on where the problems are. Is it the coaching? Is it guys not pulling their weight? We have to be dead on on that one for this to make sense. We have to. We cannot veer off into our feelings. We can't be upset and go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. They should have done this. Because everybody should have done something now at this moment, right? Like, we didn't know. You don't know, okay? You got Russell Westbrook thinking we're gonna come be, we're gonna have to deal with New uh, Brooklyn with Durant, Harden, and uh, Kyrie Irving. It was a complete just travesty, and we let that thing jack us up mentally. And we are good to not allow that to happen. Now we should be okay. So what's this about a slapping? He said he slapped you in front of everyone. Alan wishes he could slap me. He's Alan. Sounds is one like of, you two are friends. Just yeah, Alan. Alan is one of those guys that uh, he he lives a lot like the current generation where they imagine things. They like. And I disagree think- with you that the Lakers fan base are cowards. We actually, well, when you win seventeen well, world championships. I would. Well, do he's that. still mad say. that he's still mad that this Miami uh, culture. Oh, it sounds his like Miami, his Miami culture is so good in the East. The second they meet the West, they turn into the Miami. <laughs> the Miami least? The, the, I was going to say another word, but I'll just put the Miami Heat Coutures. <laughs> okay, fair enough. As long as you two are on good terms. Uh, well, I'm not on good terms with anybody. But the, oh, the beautiful true. thing about being me is no one ever does anything about it because, you know, whatever I tell him, we'll do something about it. They, I know. He says he slapped you. I don't he know. never slapped me. Is there a video? Please, Alan, provide no, that. Later, fast break. And yeah, no, but I, I will, I've already told him. I've warned him. I said, I'm coming the first week of October, and I'm going to be there for a week uh, back home up in the Central Valley. And I told him, I said, I'm going to give you a nice buzz, and I want to see, you know, we're going to we're gonna see if, if – if, uh, if that fantasy of yours of slapping me can come true, which it won't. I mean, the guy weighs like 130 pounds. My left calf weighs more than that guy. And and at, at that point, again, I've, I've heard this. You know, you ever hear that story where you go to a bar and they like to pick on the big guy, you know, to, to show up, the big guy? I never really knew what that meant. I've been to probably 100 bars in my life. I've never gotten to a fight in a bar. But he's the kind of guy that likes to talk uh on a computer like again 99% of this uh, current culture but when it comes down to showtime no one shows up to my house cuz i have invited people to my house i go well you know where i live come on over they don't show up <laughs> they don't show up i swear to god they don't show up all right but magic man you after you, know, you heard joe <laughs> Let me ask you this, and we'll go ahead and close out the genie wedding discussion, which is basically what. Get ready, Alan. I'm coming. Okay. I'm coming this time for in a month. I'm coming, and I'm gonna whoop your ass in front of all your family and friends. I'm talking 
your knee meeting your elbow type. But thank you for the kind words, Alan. I about for me the kind words for me, Alan, and I'm assuming for Sean as well. But Joe, again, you guys are on your own on that one. But Sean, I want to ask you this: when it comes to Jeannie now being married, again, congratulations to the happy couple. And wanna, uh, Bloodhound said it right. I'm sorry. I, I wanna, wish for them I a lifetime comment, of happiness. I got a comment on on what Jamal said. It's very okay. important. So Jamal says. Phil Genie, which was a perpetrated and promoted by corrupt NBA media establishment because of the hate that they have against the Lakers. Uh, I just want to wish them happiness. I know we were hard on on Jay Moore and all that. Well, well, you know, it, it's, it's I've been supportive of Genie. I just the first few years <laughs> of Genie's success or lack thereof as an as an owner that kind of got me word because when you look at the number of winning seasons and losing seasons under her realm, Joe. Again, we've talked about this before already. She has more losing seasons, many more losing seasons than winning seasons. But the but the team and the franchise is going in a good direction now. So again, I'm happy about where she is as an owner because everything is starting to run well and consistent for the team, which is what I've always hoped for. And what I hope for continuously throughout the rest of this decade is more chances and opportunities for us to win world championships and that's I, all you should be able I to prefer ask. and this is not just the laker thing i don't give a rat's ass about any of these people's personal lives and i don't want to hear it well we're going to still say it anyways. and the problem with that what took place today adds even more to that you're talking about for the dodgers correct yes we lost or actually i'm sorry a player's decision for the third time, I believe, will cost him his entire career. This is not a contract extension situation or a suspension for this guy is gone. What forever. is it with Dodger pitchers? What is it with that Dodger pitching staff? I don't know. Really? I don't know, but uh, two of them are two are two guys who can't control their personal lives. Joe's or, talking about Julio Arias, everyone, if you're not. Yeah, uh, if you haven't known guys, he, he he was for the, I believe, the third time. That's It's been recorded twice, but I heard that there was a third. This is the third and last time. He will not be back, and I heard it was worse this time than even the other two. So this is a – we live in a world where your decision-making – it, people's decisions making and and I've had this argument several times on, on, a, on a regular and people will assume you're talking about something else when I'm just talking about simple results you are a stupid this if you're a stupid decision maker and most people are not to the extent of like a Julio Urias at least not in that context because he's a famous guy right he's a guy that was about to get a 200 million dollar contract there are plenty of guys just like that doing the same thing all around us, right? And all that is based at the root of stupid decision-making. Stupid decision-making that now affects their lives, the person they're with, and worse, children. My tolerance for it is because of the damage it's done to the children. Because it always seems to be that case. Yeah, And that's part of why... The genie wedding and uh, whatever the hell is going on over here. And this guy's dancing around and prancing. And 
owns a bar and I don't give a F. I don't care. All I care about is Laker basketball. I want the Lakers to win games. I watch the game from the beginning and then I watch it to the end. And then I'm done. I don't care what LeBron does at the pizzeria after the game. I don't care. I don't want to know what happened. I don't want to know. Okay. Now, if someone is hurting children, hurting women, murdering innocent people, there is that line that's the black and white line. You don't do those things. And when you do, you need to eat it, live it, and take the punishment. Or die. Because if you hurt kids, me, I don't know. I go to a completely different... Hurting children and, 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 and abusing women are not really the kind of things uh, I tolerate. Um, I have women in my life. And anyone hurts my women, they're effing dead. And I don't mean that as a euphemism either. So... Nor will we. <laughs> nor will it's, we. It's important. This it's important that you know because I think it clouds our. I know people like this Kardashian, the Desperate Housewives garbage, but I, I don't want that. And I know that has a certain market, but it's it's a polluting art. It's a polluting, uh, denigrating mentally. It's like people who are stuck on their phones all day reading garbage. It just it, it pollutes your brain, it pollutes your brain. I actually made myself buy books on purpose because I didn't want to buy a ebook. I didn't want it on my iPad. I was like, I have to, I have to look at my damn screen on my phone all day for work. I can't, I can't do it if I'm reading a book. I gotta just go read a book. And then the, and then the question is, well, now I gotta store the books. I'm like, well, I gotta give my eyes a, a chance here. I gotta give my brain a chance. You know. It's important. It's important. And a lot of this stuff is what that is. It's polluting your brain. What Genie and what, what Jay Moore's doing at, at a beach. Who gives a F? I don't it's kind of fun when you think it's about fun. it. It's fun, but I'm telling you how I look at it. I, I get it. I'll talk I about it. I'll talk about it because your guys are asking. But I'll tell you what what what, what my response is. And I, you got and again, I'm not telling you guys not to talk about this stuff. It's okay. I, it's a, it's Laker related. But I'm going to tell you exactly what how I feel because I think it's important to say. I think it's important to understand that there is a difference between, and that's the part that becomes a problem in sports is people can't separate, can't compartmentalize the difference between business there and the shenanigans off the court. And then oh, you're seeps, correct. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. That's a and fair it seeps point. In. It seeps it's in. A fair it seeps point. in. Yeah, and it's 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 it's. Again, it's it, it creates a problem. It creates a problem with with the players playing right and all that because people are so interested in knowing what these what kind of toilet paper these guys are using and what club they're at. Well, Just that that's, that's 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 why me and Gerald are here to act as a, a filter for that stuff because like we don't really go into the weeds of that ourselves. It's just it was topical. She owns the freaking Lakers. She got married. It's it's a subject worth talking about. So I'm asking you, Deshaun, getting back to what we're talking about earlier, do you think he'll have any sway or influence now that he's officially Mr. Genie Bus? Yeah, I agree with Joe. I don't think so. I think think she'll listen to what what he has to say. 
obviously. But I, I yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's a case of Genie bringing uh, somebody in from the outside who's kind of going to usurp or um, kind of a power struggle with the family. Gerald doesn't seem like that's that's the case at all. Jay just likes going to Laker games. I think uh, obviously he's got opinion like everybody else. She'll probably ask him about that once in a while. But yeah, I think for the most part, this like Joe, like Joe was saying, um, you know, it, it seems that um, it, it it's a good uh, you know pe- some people just need companionship. That's that's basically what it's about. So uh, okay. just ha- happy for the couple got married, makes them happy. Good for them. Makes Jeannie a happier person. Good for her. I, I think Jay Moore's a. From what I've I've never heard anything bad about Jay Moore. I've yeah, neither a great have I. Guy. Neither have I. He's got two I, kids. I He's a good yeah, father I, from good, 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 you know, just good dude. Good, we we picked dude. on his acting career. But why? He's good. Happened. You ever seen because Suicide it, Kings? Yeah, he's good Suicide Kings. But it yeah. fell off. Jay like Moore, I mean, it Jay did. Moore. Jay yeah, Moore we're is, talking about things that happened in the 90s and early and, 2000s. And it's not only that, that but he's no yeah. longer acting like he did in the 90s and 2000s. I, so that's I, what we were going off on. That's why we did the deep dive is yeah. that he he just no longer has the career he once did. The thing I'm saying, though, is you're talking about an opinionated, opinionated former sports talk host. Uh, I don't want to, again, Joe, you don't want to put him in the parameters of some of the individuals that are out on the radio now, but he was an opinionated sports talk host. So now he has the ability to go ahead and reach, well, he's had the ability to go ahead and reach an individual now in his wife who happens to own one of the most preeminent sports franchises in all of sports on this planet. So we're just saying the question is going out there because the fact that in the society that, like you said, the Kardashian reality world society that we live in, those questions will now be out there. If they weren't out there already, they're going to be out there now. That's just the reality of things. Do I think that there's really going to be that much of a say or he will have that much of a say? No, I don't think so. He might go ahead and suggest some things just again, because that's where he came from. That's the life he came from, from talking about sports on a daily basis and being compensated for it to now being in a position where he's part of the sports in some sparrows in small, some small way. So I'm just saying that he might have some say, he might have to go ahead and, and, you know, just share his opinion or she might ask his opinion from time to time, but overall, because the franchise is running at a relatively consistent play now, and we're running at a reasonably good level with a chance of winning a championship. There's no reason to go ahead and rock the boat now with some crazy suggestions, but those ideas and those conversations about the Rambuses influencing genie or having some sway or, or type of influence or Phil Jackson having some type of influence from the ranch in Montana, those were too abundant and out there for it not to be real to some extent. And yeah. it just, it was part, you could say that's part of the reason why the team was in such disarray for so many years. But now the Lakers have seemed to have finally found their footing, have seemed to have finally found some consistency. And now we have a chance to go ahead and win our 18th championship. And that's what we need to go ahead and have from this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, Gerald. And, and not only that, um, just, to, just to add a footnote here. Yeah. Because of the advancement of, of uh, 
medic medicine and technology we can all afford to live in bubbles if we want but this world is still big enough for you can't live in a vacuum anymore so having jay moore on board here as you said joe with somebody who's got experience with talk radio who kind of can get a vibe or a pulse on what laker fans are uh probably feeling that's important because it means that genie is listening to somebody outside of that bubble which is a criticism we've had incessantly about the family's ownership of the team is that it just feels like it's one giant armored bubble that they never get out of and nobody ever seems to get into so I think, uh, you know, some people want to um, be cynical about it, for sure. You know, but I mean, at least the silver lining is here is that uh, the person who owns the, the principal percentage of the Lakers is happy and, you know, has, has found somebody who, you know, has different ideas, so to speak, than, than the voices she's listening to on a daily basis. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, and also, of course, Ox1947, Joe Soro, with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate the super chats and all the support from everyone out there. Of course, big shout out to Darren and Intel Wild for all the contributions that they've made for us today and in the past as well. Truly cannot thank you enough. I wanted to go ahead and mention something in the chat before we go ahead and talk winning time before we head on out. And that is the value, Joe, of the Los Angeles Lakers. I believe I could be wrong, but Forbes, I think it's valued them in somewhere in the eight billion dollar range, if I'm not mistaken. I think the bidding doesn't really get heavy until it gets over 10. I think if the UFC is valued right now at 12, the WWE, eventually when they got sold out and whatnot, they merged with the UFC, or they are in the process of doing so. They're valued at $9 billion. I think the Lakers, somewhere in there, 10, possibly 11. I don't know if that's a little bit too high on 11, but I see them going for somewhere around the $10 billion range. Show. If the if Genie were to sell right now. $10 billion, yeah. I would say that's a pretty good number. And Kurt, the, as much as we clown on the Clippers, the Clippers' value goes up once they get that building. I'm going to tell you that now. Uh, you know, whether we like it or not, it's just the value I think would go up. I would say it's safe that the Lakers would sell for $10 billion. I would say. I uh, very, very safe. I think Bloodhound's reading 644. I still think that's kind of I wrong. think they're third. Yeah. Behind the Golden Knicks, State and the, and Knicks. the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, the Lakers. Um, I'm trying to think who would buy them if they were to be put up for sale. 
I agree, Blundhound. I think that's why the Clippers rate would go up, not above the Lakers anywhere or anywhere near, but it would still go up because it, once they step into their own arena, if somebody were to buy from Steve Ballmer, they would buy the, the Clippers, Sean, and then they would buy the, the arena as well. So, yes, it would. Yeah, I, yeah would. but the Lakers, right, they don't even own their own building, uh, but yet they have such a marquee value as far as their merchandising on a yearly basis. Uh, I think that that's the world. It's like they're one of those elite teams. There's like five teams, sports teams worldwide, where you would need that kind of funding in order to go ahead and do so. And thank you again, Intel Wild, uh, giving us. Thank you guys for doing this great channel, Gerald, Sean, and Joe. Great, great to have to have you here. But Joe, yes, I mean, I would say ten billion dollars if they were to go on the block right now. I would say ten billion dollars. I think just the bidding would go up that high. Yeah, ten billion is a safe number. I actually think it might even pitch even less. Yeah, and I think it would be a, a massive. It w- I I believe Jeff Bezos would be the guy to buy the Lakers, and he would buy the arena and everything. That would be the guy that would buy it. But he would have to buy it from uh, what's the uh, A A I G? Yeah, Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. Yeah, yeah. the Schultz family. Yeah, it would. It would be. AG, yes, yes. AG, yes. sorry, I was mixed mix up the I and the E. Yeah, so yes. you're 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 looking at someone who would need fifty to hundred million dollars at their disposal that cares about entertainment. That would be the guy. Yeah, I would say AG, that AG owns the arena. I mean, if for someone to really wanted to go ahead and do it, you're right. Or or a new arena. I still think that they that's a possibility is in the long. You can't really move them out of the arena, Gerald. That they built. Everything around their LA Live. Oh, don't, tell, don't say that to someone who's seen the Raiders go move three times. But that's different. The Raiders lived in a in a crap hole in, or- in Oakland. They were here in LA. And the LA Coliseum was a is a crap hole too. Uh, it, it's not. No one wants to go to Watts to watch a game. Come on, I know. I mean, okay. Inglewood is Inglewood is bad enough, but Watts. It, come it, on. It it uh, I think uh, I, I like the Coliseum. I'm just gonna say that I've seen. It's nice for college football, not for NFL. See, it's a hundred thousand. I, I love the Rose Bowl. I mean, come on. There's a lot of this. It's this. It's a. Oh, there. That, that's a. Sh- those two are Shangri Las. Yeah, when it comes to college, Alamee, I've been to both. Oakland, oh, they're beautiful. Those two. Those two are Shangri Las and Taj Mahal's compared to Oakland Alameda Coliseum. And I've been to Oakland. I've been to baseball. I've been to the A's games and Raider games in that stadium. It's a okay. Joe's been to Shacks, ladies and gentlemen. Joe's okay. been to Shacks. Okay. So I was a kid. Uh, Gerald. Gerald, it's a shack. It's a shack. It's an expensive shack in the middle of Oakland. Well, it's funny you bring that up. I've, you know, because it's, the Raiders have played in both arenas, I've, I've watched both, or I should say both stadiums. I've seen both. I've seen how they are. And even the, the you know, caring about people in Golden State, even they got rid of Oakland and went to second. I just hope, and I know, I know, I know Kurt has said about Inglewood, uh, and you, again, I was born in Inglewood. Uh, I, I have a certain amount of love for Inglewood. I understand the community there is is in the, the state that it's in, has the SoFi Stadium, has the new arena going up, has the forum that's been remodeled and retouched and redone and just remodeled like 15,000 times since then. It, it's actually a nice venue now, again. Um, I will say, though, I'm hoping they'll do something, Sean and Joe, for the community just outside the community instead of that mm-hmm. it, it also besides that that one 
square mile area that they just do something for oh just joe stop it sometimes i actually you know what you really care that you really think i do care they don't no i know you care you care he was born there they don't they have dude you had showtime that's true bloodhound the entire 80s the 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 highest time in the world in L.A. was in the 80s, and they still couldn't fix that place. I cannot disagree with you there, Joe. I cannot I, disagree. They don't give two craps about Inglewood or anything involving with All they care about is their, their butts in the seats. I'm going to be I, there. I'm going to be at SoFi twice this year. So I'm going to see. I'll, I'll send you some pictures. I was, there, I, last, I was there last year. So, go ahead, Sean. Go. Yeah, no, I was I was At the YouTube yeah. theater. Yeah, that's actually it. Yeah, SoFi, uh, uh, it's built yeah. into SoFi, so yeah. you actually yeah, you're walking up the stairs to SoFi, and it's right to your right. So there you go. go I ahead. will say this: I I agree with uh, Mr. Soro overall. I think that you know if the if if some if some wishful thinking happened with the the Lakers family and they did decide to sell them, that's probably the the big whale that would look most likely. Uh, to buy them, but don't underestimate the public investment firm of the Saudi Arabians. They no, offered the, the Killian. Never, the you say that, never. Gerald. You, I know you say that, Gerald, but money talks. Killian Mbappe was offered $776 the million. Would, the league would piss I know on that you're, so much. I know there what you're saying. So much I, hate. Would, I hope you'd be right in that instance, but money Bezos, talks. I can get Bezos might buy it. I agree with Joe. Bezos yeah, might I agree with Joe there. Ahead. But don't think that they're not because Gerald, you, you know, as well as I do, you're, you're reading the same things I am. Uh, they're looking to buy formula one. They're looking to try and get their, their hands I know, I know around, around yeah. e- the EPL, especially so they can kind of have all these tentacles around, around the sports world. I'm with you. I, I, I really hope that the league would try to uh, sever any kind of relationship possible. But, you know, you never know, Gerald. I mean, money talks. Money talks in this in this business. It's a language, man, that we don't speak. Uh, I understand, but I just think I it you remember it has to get approved by all the other owners or by the majority of the owners for them to go ahead and say yes to it. It's yeah, to- I I know. I've just I've seen these guys vote before when when they moved uh, when they tore the heart out of Seattle sports fans. I'm just I'm not convinced they they wouldn't do that again. You're right, Bloodhound. If they offer twenty billion, they offer twice the. <laughs> What we're talking about the NBA might not, but but down. see that that's the point that I think Gerald's making though is that they have an obscene amount of money. They could they could offer twice that much. I mean, if they if they really wanted it, they could offer twice that much. That pub that public fund uh, is almost the GDP of some small countries. So yeah, but they got to get rid of their they got to improve their human rights issues. That's what they hundred percent. So, but we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> well, see, there's Joe. Improve their human rights issues. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's Why do you think answer. I'm here? <laughs> 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 Why do you think my dad and mom came to America in 1976? <laughs> Agreed. I don't think that's. Uh, I'm not blaming the either. Saudis. I'll, I'm blaming the the guys below them, which aren't any better. 
but um, yeah, uh, it's good luck with that. Di- the old dinosaurs need to die off. That's those guys breed a lot. Yeah, yeah, this is true. The chat and the chat's gone just as wild all over the place as well. Oh, from, Formal uh, Beast is back. Yes, he is. <laughs> so far, he's been on his best behavior. So before we uh, go on out, my friends, we're going to want to talk Winning Time Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, it does actually have an appearance, guys, by Jeff Perlman, who uh, has been on this show twice. Sent out the word. We'd love him out. I'll have him on the show again. It's up to him if he wants to return. But, you know, he obviously is very concerned about the future status of the show. I actually covered it uh, with you, Sean, where we talked about is the winning time on the verge of being canceled because I don't hear any glowing, uh, you know, and I look for it. You know, I look for the trade, the Hollywood trades, as far as what's going in the ratings right now. And I don't hear anything yet about any outstanding reviews. I don't see really talked about on social media to any extent outside of what we see with Jeff Perlman. So I'm kind of concerned for the longevity for that series, even though it's a very well acted, uh, has a lot of good, good individuals as far as stars are concerned on that show. I'm not sure about the longevity of it either, but while we have it, it is winning time season two, episode five, uh, the character played by Jason Siegel on the real life coach, Paul Westhead, he got terminated after a five-game winning streak, which actually did happen. He did uh, actually uh, get fired because of the public complaints by Magic Johnson, plus went on, you know, the dissension behind the scenes and the the reluctance of the team to go in the direction that Paul Westhead wanted to go, plus they got off to not the greatest of starts, even though they, like I said, they had a five-game winning streak. Reminds me of David Blatt in the way that that he was actually – fired at the top of the Eastern Conference, I think, when LeBron wanted him fired as well. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you. When you see what's going on, this was more like a show that fit closer to what reality is. Obviously, a little bit, again, extended for entertainment purposes, but it fit a lot closer to what the real narrative was and what really happened back then during the Showtime era. Yeah, Gerald, exactly. And uh, wow, uh, great comp there because that kind of uh, puts both situations in kind of a direct conflationary outlook. On the one hand, Blatt had won over 75% of his games with the Cavs. Um, And honestly, Gerald, if they were going to fire him and put Ty Lue in the seat they should have done at the beginning of the year rather than the all-star break, which is what they decided to do. Uh, and similarly, um, and if everybody wants to go back and check out the uh, Lakers 101 that uh, myself, Gerald, and Joe did about the uh, Paul Westhead firing, um, I'll link that into um, into the chat. But, but I mean – Magic took a lot of heat for that, Gerald, but the fact of the matter was that Westhead had, Westhead had run his course with a lot of people in that organization. And, and they did Bust, boo him during the game, too. And they, they did they, boo him, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did boo him. So it was, obvi- it was obvious the cat was out of the bag at that point. And um, to his credit, Pat Riley, uh, both uh, uh, on winning time and through his uh, autobiography and through the history of the Showtime Lakers, 
did warn Paul Westhead about that, Gerald. He did warn him that you're not listening to anybody. Uh, people are trying to give you good advice, and you're just uh, not listening to anybody. So he got what he got, Gerald. I thought the most interesting aspect of all of this to me was that um, uh, I didn't realize until I did some research that Kareem was as unhappy about Magic's uh, contract as uh, Irvin was uh, later on, but Kareem... We're talking about the $25 million million for 25 years. Yes. Yes, because he thought thought it affected the decisions that uh, they were making with Westhead. Um, You know, uh, and uh, great uh, great script as far as this episode was concerned, Gerald. I actually liked it. Didn't feel the the writing was kind of stale. It, it, uh, it but it and, wasn't uh, over to, over the top to have me going as a Lakers fan who experienced that history. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they're going that over the top. It was to me, it was more on point, and I I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, me as well. Me as well. Joe, uh, obviously, you've been a big favorite of the series uh, for you. You really encouraged a lot of people to go out and check it out. Uh, this series is getting closer and closer to the nineteen eighty two. Uh, finals where Pat Riley coached his first time uh, as a head coach in the finals against the Philadelphia 76ers, but still some underlying tension behind the scenes, which happened in real life in regards to the Magic Johnson $25 million contract for 25 years, the situation where he called out Paul Weston publicly, but still, again, things happening behind the scenes, obviously trying to put it together as we see that in this episode, but your thoughts so far on winning time episode five. It's, it's, it's the season we knew this had to get done to win the title in 82. This is one of those times where a player demanding a trade works out. The last time this happened was uh, a guy named Kobe Bean Bryant in 2007. Right. Yeah. And we can, we can, kind of be homers on that but the reality is it came from a good spot this wasn't a James Harden or Ben Simmons situation where one guy or both quit because they couldn't handle the pressure magic demanded a trade because West had put him in shackles you don't put a stallion in shackles and magic Johnson is arguably the greatest stallion in in basketball ever you have to let him run that's just what he does that's that. That's when he's at his best. His his fast twitch. I know this is kind of not not true, but the fast twitch part in his brain. Him and Larry Bird. I don't think anyone had a better fast twitch ability than him and Larry Bird. At least in my lifetime, they just had a different click. It, they were always not a half a step, a full step ahead of everybody. Imagine that. A half a step is already good. Those guys were a foot, sometimes a foot and a half ahead of everybody. And that's what made them great. That's what allowed them to do what they did. So by unshackling Magic, Magic put another banner in the rafters. We're in the results business, right, guys? Yep. Now, with that, with that, I'm more curious on what happened in 1983 because I'm not buying that it was just – Sixers uh, acquiring Moses Malone in 83. 
I'm curious about knowing what happened in 1983. I know what happened in 84. I know what happened in 86. I know what happened in 89. I want to know what happened in 83 to get swept by the Sixers after beating them the previous two times. Was it really all Moses Malone? Was it really Moses Malone making Kareem look like a second-rate player? I want to know more about that. And I don't want to. I don't want to hear the embellished part about that. I want to know how does a team like the Lakers get swept at full strength, or were they? Worthy was injured. Who else was injured in that series? I want to know. I know. I know they had Tony and Malone and Dr. J and Maurice Cheeks and Billy Cunningham and all those guys. I mean, you, you, I was looking at that lineup, going, "Wow, well, you know, geez, that's a pretty formidable play, uh, formidable uh, lineup." But to get swept, I want to know why. I want to know why a team with Magic Johnson in his prime and someone like Kareem, who still had a lot left, were swept. So that's kind of how I look at it at this point. I'm already ahead. I'm already thinking ahead. You I always think about the ahead. losses. We talked about this. I think about the losses. I think about 83, 84, 89, 91, 2004, 2008. I think about those years more than I think about 1970, 1973. I think about those more than I think about the wins. I swear. I don't know why, but that's just how my brain works. Because those, a lot of those should have been wins, and we'd be sitting at 2021 titles right now. Yeah, that's true. Excellent point indeed. But before we head on out, Sean, just a great conversation. Uh, looking forward to uh, you know more great conversations this week. But before I go ahead and redo the schedule and reannounce the schedule, what's upcoming this week? Uh, your final thoughts on winning time. Uh, as Joe said, he's looking at the whys behind the losses. Uh, I think that you're not going to get the full 100% answer on it, Joe, because I think just you're going to just jazz it up for entertainment purposes. I mean, you'll get the best that they get as far as what Jeff Perlman was able to uncover because he is the producer now for season two. And he's actually, they reference him as far as what happened you know, during those periods of times. But I'm hoping that I will find more about it because obviously I have those same questions as Joe does as well, Sean. Absolutely, Jero. That's that's the one that uh, it's it's it stings a little bit more than um, than every single one except uh, 07. That one in particular, Joe hit the nail on the head. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's who Joe Sorrow is. He hates losing. He hates losing more than he likes winning, and there is a difference. It's not just some line that uh, Billy Bean gave him money ball. It's, it's true. Um, it, he sort of comes from the same line as Vince Lombardi. You know, if you lose, you're out of the family. Absolutely. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Winning Time Season 2, Episode 5. Again, uh, Jeff Perlman had a chance to go ahead and uh, – appear as a disguised reporter than what he normally looks like on an everyday basis. They put, I think, a wig and a hat on him and just go ahead and, you know, had him ask a few questions. So uh, glad that he got that. Uh, knew he was uh, really nervous about that. But Intel Wild, thank you so much again for supporting us. Darren with some great super chat comments as well. Truly just appreciate everything that, that you know, every one of you does out there for us. But big shout out to Intel Wild and Darren today. But before we head on out, uh, guys, this also goes out to you two as well. Our schedule for this week, we've got tomorrow at 5, 
a Boston Celtics. I know we got to do it, but Boston Celtics team preview. I want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows that we've got Justin Quinn coming in for that on Wednesday. Candy Ebling, she's going to be talking the Milwaukee Bucks. Dustin Doperak on Thursday talking the Indiana Pacers. Still looking for a Miami Heat expert, but we should be able to corner one down sooner rather than later. But I've got something for you two guys. I said I would simulcast the the Inside Sports Fantasy Football show for this week on this channel and the Pop Culture Cosmos. Magic Man and Joe, my question to you is, do you want to do it Tuesday or Wednesday to give everybody a heads up on the opening weekend for the NFL? I think Tuesday would be better. That's just me. Joe, you agree? This is a basketball show. Yes, but I said I would simulcast our Inside Sports Fantasy Football on this channel for this week because it includes both you guys. Thursday. There's a game. <laughs> During the game. He's, he's, doing, he's doing that on purpose. He's yes. doing Tuesday that on purpose. it is. So Tuesday, uh, I think at 8, we'll go ahead and schedule it out. Also, remember, Tuesday at 5, we're going to have tomorrow. Game. Yes. I mean. By the way, were you, were you like napping on one side because – your shirt's a little wrinkled there. No. Okay. It's just my traps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fair enough. GSA, who's a new subscriber to us on Twitch, thank you so much. He loves the talk, fellas. We love having you on as far as uh, interacting with us on Twitch. You could always do so or go ahead and check us out on any one of our number of channels on YouTube, Facebook, wherever. But we are truly grateful that you've subscribed to us on Twitch. Truly cannot thank you enough for doing so. I know Intel Wild, but you know when Justin is going to, you know, say he's going to step into the lion's den and talk to us about the Celtics. You know, we got to be a little bit respectful. You got to give the guy some cred. You know, we've talked, we've reached out to a lot. Sean and I have reached out to a lot of Celtics writers and reporters. None of them have answered except for him. So I appreciate that. Still trying to find the Miami Heat. I think I'm working on a dozen now, Sean. I think I'm on my, I think I'm on my twelfth individual okay. that I've reached out to who has not yet replied as far as coming onto the show as of yet for Miami. So, all those things that Joe says about the Miami Heat and all that, he, you know, they may be justified because we can't get someone who loves the Miami Heat that knows the Miami Heat yeah, to get on the I show. Yeah, I think they're a little weak in the knees to talk to us about that, Gerald. Yep, 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 indeed. So there it is. There it is for you. But, yeah, that's our schedule for this week. Looking forward to some great conversations as only we can deliver them for you. Again, big shout-out to Darren, Super Chatting, and also Intel Wild Super Chatting. Darren is also a subscriber, audio subscriber on our Spotify channel so go ahead and check us out today and be a part not only can you follow us there you can also go ahead and become a subscriber there as well and if you are we are truly indebted to you for doing so we're looking ways to going ahead and trying to make that membership something really valuable and do something really special for you so thank you so much darren you said it yourself the other day you said you were going to talk about merchandise and all that stuff. So merchandising, yeah. merchandising, there where the go. real money is made from the podcast. Okay, well, I just, you said you didn't want money to be made on this podcast, on the merchandising. Part. What? You said you didn't want our merchandise to be sold at a profit. Right. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't remember him saying that, but okay. <laughs> he might have alluded to that before previously. Maybe that oh, was a, illusion. An illusion. Okay. okay. Well, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, Rihanna, we're trying to do what we can to keep the costs effective. There's that picture where everything went over that guy's head. <laughs> that's that's for sure for you for you indeed put that picture of gerald's face no there. no that's uh, joe's face absolutely joe's face you said it i think i just have to look back at the youtube you said it you said i don't want to make money off this i don't want to make money off this i don't want to make money off this you said that on the show that's what you said on youtube man it lives forever it's on the internet it's on the internet baby when did i say that on a live show we did when we were talking about merchandising Long time ago. Yes. I don't remember that. Okay. But we will talk to Justin Quinn tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific. And then after, like I said, 8 p.m. is our weekly Inside Sports Fantasy Football with these two guys. A special edition with these two guys right here. So look forward to that indeed. So please go ahead and make sure you subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. And truly appreciate Darren and Intel Wild and everybody else in the best Lakers chat room that's out there. Everybody's been great from GSA to Southern Cover to Intel Wild, of course. Brian Green, even Porno Wild uh, was uh, really guy was really you know not that bad today. He was he was pretty good. He was pretty he was, he was all right. Bloodhound, terrific as always. Kurt Affair, terrific as always. Everybody in the Blue Magic, everybody was sensational in the chat today, and we are truly thankful for doing so. Indeed, so. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. That's right. Porno beats. Celtics won't get 18 with Jason and Jalen on the same squad. You know what? That's probably the most sensible thing you've ever said on this show. We'll leave it at that. But for Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro, thanks so much for watching this thing. Magic Man, we love you guys. Best Lakers channel and chat room for a reason. You guys keep coming back. Grateful and thankful for the love and support. And Joe doing it again, the facetious Joe. Would there be anything else? Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>